Listener Production. Today's edition of Footy Talk with Jay-Z. Clark, we review the Friday night classic and the fallout for Melbourne, particularly the Max Gorn injury, the blackout at the Gabba, and we look back to the rivalry between the St Kilda and the Western Bulldogs and what happened in 2009. That's all to come on today's edition of Footy Talk. Hello and welcome. You are listening to Footy Talk on this Saturday. Round two continues. A couple of cracking games to start the weekend. Plenty more to come. And this is the place where you get all your news, the analysis and everything from the world of footy. Joey Montagna here with Jay-Z Clark today. Morning, Jay-Z. Yes, What a bizarre night last night was. Let's get straight to it. Brisbane, Melbourne. Melbourne got beaten by 11 points in Mm. the end. The scoreline flattered them because they were 40 points down before the blackout, which we will get to. But Brisbane, wow, didn't they bounce back? Well, it, I mean, do you have to take your hat off here to Chris Fagan? Because last week after they got punched in the mouth by Port Adelaide, he needles in the press conference, don't they? Oh, my boy's getting ahead of themselves, drinking their own bathwater. They think they're the premiership favourite. Great preseason. Then bang from Port Adelaide. He must have had them on an edge all week, Joey, because they come out and they beat probably the best engine room in the competition. We're talking about Petrarca and Oliver around the stoppage. Like, absolutely annihilated them out of the middle. Yes, the Max Gorn story is absolutely huge, but I was blown away by how sharp and how effective they were at that centre square, um, in that centre square clearance situation because um, they were magnificent there. And then at ground level in the forward half, Bailey and co just went to work. What did you think? It's just another reminder that footy is not about talent. It's about what you do between the years. It's about Mm -hmm. effort. It's about fortitude. It's about applying yourself. And Brisbane didn't do it last week. They do it last night and they knock off the hottest team in the competition so far this year. It was a great win. And as you said, it really started through the midfield. They were dominant in the clearances and contest the ball and a Melbourne team that have made their name for the last three or four years yep. in that facet of the game. They were all excellent. Lockie Neal was back to his best. Josh Dunkley. Yep. McCluggage got a bit of ball. And what about Will Ashcroft? Before yes. we get to Melbourne, Will Ashcroft in his second game, yep. 31 touches, nine clearances. And he showed why there is so much hype around him. Unbelievable. And I love the hair. Every time I saw him with that <laughs> magnificent hair of his, I thought, go, Will. So you, you look at, you think about some of the young players around the league at the moment. In this, this first year tops, Will Ashcroft, Nick Dacos last year. Horn Francis, I know, was, um, had a shocker last year. But sort of She's. back to his best. Sheasel. So there's this real um, wave of young talent, I think, which is, um, you know, something to be really excited about. But the clearances, 60 to 32, Joey. And then across the game against uh, Petrarca and Oliver and center clearances, 20 to 10. Stoppage clearances, 40 to 22. That is unbelievable. Can we have a listen to Simon Goodwin here? I want to get your thoughts on this. He's asked about the, the um, center square issues, and he blames, in part, the cricket pitch. Let's take a listen. It is a different type of ground, especially centre bounce. You know, we, we're down by 10 at centre bounce, but it's a cricket pitch. We don't play on a cricket pitch too often as a, as a footy club. So there are reasons behind why we're a little bit poor in that space, but we need to be better. Joey, what are your, what are your thoughts? Is it, is it because it's harder, because it's slipperier? What, what, what's the cricket pitch got to do with it? Well, it does have something to, <laughs> to do with the game the, and the, the, sorry, the ground. Yep. I don't know whether that's the reason why they got beaten in there. Mm. Um, well, there's probably another reason, which we'll touch on in a sec. But yes. no doubt with the cricket wicket, yep. there are a number of factors. One, yes, it is harder. So the mm. ball does bounce higher. Yep. So you do need to time it a little bit better. It's always a bit more of a scoring ground from centre clearance at the Gabba. Mm. It probably is a bit more slippery. So you maybe just have to adjust uh, your footwork. And then there is a little slight downhill slope off mm. the back of the cricket pitch. But I don't think that was the reason <laughs> last night why Melbourne got beaten up in there. Probably had to do a bit with the best ruckman we've almost ever seen. You reckon? 
going out of the game <laughs> early. The big news, Max Gorn yep. going yep. down with a knee injury, yep. Jay-Z, first yep. 10 minutes of the game. Yep. Jack Viney fell across his mm. knee, went off, iced out of the game. Have you got any updates for us? What's the latest on the yep. Max Gorn? Because he, he looks pretty somber yep. in the rooms, which generally is a bit of an indication that yeah. he's heard something that he doesn't really want to yeah. hear. Oh, look, I think it's quite clear. They're worried, aren't they? Max Gorn's worried. Uh, the Melbourne Football Club is worried um, that it could be an ACL injury. And I guess um, for the moment, officially, the club is saying, um, let's wait for the scans yep. and that'll happen Saturday afternoon and, and hopefully there'll be some clarity quite qu- quickly. Best case scenario, medial ligament injury, which we know, Joey, can be any between two and four weeks at the best end and, and, and six to eight at the worst, depending on how it goes. They'll obviously be careful. So, geez, we've got everything crossed. We love Mexico and one of the, one of the greatest characters the game has seen, I think, over that were in my time in the past 20 years. So we're all hoping for him. He body's lang- his body language told the story and, and officially, um, yeah, there's some worry there that he has he has hurt his ACL, which would mean a season on the sidelines. He's already had two knee reconstructions on the other knee. So, gee, we, we hope he's okay. I mean, in any case, the baton now gets passed to Brody Grundy. Um, he's come across from Collingwood and on one hand, Joey, you say... Geez, good, lucky they got him, mm. right? Because it gives them another first-rate ruckman um, to, to back up. So on one hand, you know, that, that's a really good result. But he's coming off a year out of the game. Or he played six games last season and um, still finding his feet probably from a connectedness uh, point of view. At his new club, how do you how you see this play out if Brody Grundy's got the ruck? Well, he's, he's gonna he's got a big role to fill. I'm just thinking, who's their backup ruck if Grundy? Or do they have a second ruck? Who's their next ruckman? Yeah. Melbourne. I can't even think of it because it looked it looked funny last night when Grundy was having a rest. It was Tom McDonald yep. trying to do some ruck work. Yep. I mean, a little bit of Ben Brown. It was yep. it was strange. So Petrarca went in there. I think yeah, they went in there once or twice. So <laughs> look, that'll all that'll all play out. Yep. Uh, fingers crossed for Maxie Gorn. We'll know more. We're doing yep. this podcast on the Saturday morning, so yep. hopefully more comes out. But the other big news of the day, or from the game, mm. Jay Z, was the mm. blackout. Yes, we haven't seen much like that in a long time. No, forty yep. minutes break. Yeah, last midway through the last quarter. Yeah, the lights blew up. Yep. at the ground. Yeah, and this is how they called it on Channel Seven. Ashcroft, Brayshaw. Twenty touches for Brayshaw. And... Oh no! Oh no! Well, I think we've got comms back, but we've got lights out. The power is out here at the Gabba. The crowd is extremely loud. We have absolutely no idea what is going on. The, the torches for the iPhones have come on. And the players from both sides are just coming together in the centre of the ground. Been a big knock on the Gabba for some time now, mm. uh, Joey. And fair to say, I think they've had some power issues, some lighting issues in the BBL not that long ago. Um, for the Test Cricket a couple of years ago as well. So clearly there'll be some massive discussions around the venue stadium this week to make sure that doesn't uh, happen because it, obviously they are hosting a lot of night games this year. So it'd be a worry for the AFL. They got on top of it and Melbourne come back and went bang. So they would have been... They, maybe they were hoping this happened earlier in the match. Well, or, maybe. I mean, from that moment they came back, Brisbane were playing to say... Like, just playing out the game, yep. really. They had the 40-point lead. They just wanted yep. to get through. Melbourne thought... Well, let's just throw some punches and see what happens. Yeah. And they kicked, what was it, five or five, five goals, five straight, yep. to get within the 11 points, yep. maybe flattered them in the yep. end. But yep. interesting that that happening because it reminded me la- only last week I've been doing some stuff for St Kilda's 150th yes. anniversary, and I went out to Waverley Did you? and spoke to Spider Everett and yeah. Lazar Vidovic, who yes. both played in that 1996 game. Yep. 
the last time the lights went out at Waverley, and yes. they retold their stories with their with their own little bit of humour and spin. And you've got yep. to remember, 1996, Jay, there was no iPhones. So yep. no one could put their torches on. They were walking around with lighters. That's where it was in 96. So in, that was a whole ground blackout. So the yes. rooms were pitch black as well. Yep. Um, so quite a, a bizarre moment. They then replayed the game on the Tuesday. They had to mm. play it a few days later where uh, last night they were going to come back out as long as they could get out within an hour, which yep. they were able to do. Yep. And that was the big story of the night. But yep. really, Brisbane. Yep. Well-deserved winners. Melbourne, I'm not, you know, not too concerned. The Max Gorn story is going to be the big one. So yeah. we'll keep an eye on that. Certainly will. Uh, I, I think Brisbane, well, the start of the season, we are saying Brisbane's right up into their eyeballs in this premiership race. And I think we saw a bit of that last well, night. Well, their talent is unquestioned. It's just yep. where they can apply themselves. And if they do like they did last night, absolutely, they in it up to their eyeballs. Hey, you're listening to Footy Talk. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Listener, please hit the like button or leave us a review or rating. New episodes every day at lunchtime. Up next, Jay-Z, we'll yep. have a look at some of the other big games this weekend, including the cracker tonight between the Western Bulldogs and St. Kilda. You're listening to Footy Talk, the best place to get all your news, interviews and analysis from the world of AFL on this Saturday. I'm here with Jay-Z Clark and we want to take a look at some of the games coming up this weekend, yep. particularly the game Saturday night that's going to fascinate us. Uh, I'm calling that one for Triple M. Yep. Can't wait to be there. St Kilda and the Western Bulldogs. A little bit of a rivalry. It goes back a, a long way, probably into my day. There was also the famous game where the Saints were 50 points down. Mm-hmm. Might have been 2015, I think it was, and a young Jack Billings kicked four goals in the second half Jack. to win the game and almost announced himself. He was going to be one of the superstars of the competition. And uh, and there's been a bit of rivalry, but it's a must-win game for yeah. Western Bulldogs, let's be honest. Yeah, and uh, all credit to uh, St Kilda. The way they uh, upset Fremantle last week, despite all the injuries. Ross, the boss, isn't he on fire, really? But there's a big watch on the Bulldogs tonight. And, and two things, Joey, and you'll be all over this. One, how are they? Got, how's this team defence going? We've been pumping up the changes all summer, and then they, they got smashed by Melbourne eight goals from the back line to the forward line last week. So that's alarm bells ringing everywhere about the defensive system. And secondly, all eyes on the key forward structure. So no Rory Lobb who's out um, with a bit of an uh, ankle procedure throughout the week. But Sam Darcy, Jamara, Eugle Hagen, Aaron Norton, how's this going to work? Because you know the St Kilda defence, you know the St Kilda defence with the system they've got under the line blueprint, you know, that's going to be pretty solid potentially. So really time for that, that forward connection and that forward structure to really work. And I think I'm interested in what you reckon Beveridge will do. Will he stick with a sort of a four-prong system rotating off the bench? Do they go a bit smaller to get a little bit more pressure? What do you, what do you think they'll well, be I trying think, to I do? I think Rory Lobb's called their hand a little bit. No, Rory Lobb yeah. means that they'll just play Norton, uh, Norton, Jamara, and, and Big Darcy will sort of float down there as well. He'll do a bit of pinch hitting in the ruck. So yep. maybe it's a better balance for them, potentially. It does feel like a bit of better, a better balance. Yeah, it does. I it? mean, they had the uniqueness of the four tools, uh, and one was always on the bench. Now they'll go with the three. Mm. Now, at times then, when one's having a spell, they'll have the two. So let's yep. get a look at that. You would think they'd bounce back. Their strength tonight against St. Kilda, you'd think it'd be in the midfield. Yep. They've got the dominance through... Yep. The midfield with uh, with Bonton Pally and, and Liber leading the way. So it's going to be a great game. But, yeah, if St Kilda can manage to pull this off, boy, oh, boy. Saints <laughs> two and zip, Ross Lyon. Jump for Oh, gosh, absolutely. Been outstanding. It does remind me, though, Joey, of, uh, well, you, as you mentioned off the top, you had a big rivalry with the Bulldogs back in the day. There were the two preliminary finals, 2009-2010. St Kilda and Bulldogs fans will remember this. Let's go back. Let's wind back. Let's uh, have a listen to some highlights of the 2009 St Kilda versus Bulldogs preliminary final. It was a good night for you, Joey. Kicks inside the first. Rudolph. 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 Rudolph
And then the famous footage, I think it's Nick Rewald on the bench and he throws his Gatorade. He was that excited. And uh, <laughs> St Kilda played in their first grand final since 1997. It was a great moment because you remember 2009, we were the, the dominant team of the competition. Yep. We'd lost two games for the whole year. Yep. We went in red-hot favourites. But the Western Bulldogs threw plenty at us that night. Oh, yes. Rocket Ede was at his very best. He was spitting the magnets and he was doing all these little... Fancy little flips and things that we were struggling to keep a, a handle of. And uh, and Brisbane, uh, the Bulldogs, right up till the death knock, were, were almost challenging us to, to beat us in that game. Yep. We just held on. And then, of course, we couldn't get over that to almighty Geelong side in, in the 2009 grand final. But very special night for me. I mean, every player, the highlight is winning a flag. But yep. before you do that, it's getting to a grand final. Oh. So the moment when you get into a grand final, the, the feeling is pretty special. It was... Uh, it was it was a very nice moment. Oh, I and and in in part, I think the preliminary final. I mean, they're not they're not bigger than a grand final, but it is just a really unique feeling because the you just want your team to be in in the premiership mm. decider, and you know, even if you do lose, at least you've made it, been able to experience that day. So I find I would, and I've obviously haven't played in one, but I would imagine losing a preliminary final for me would almost be tougher than losing a grand final because at least you've sort of got to the big dance. I don't know the mentality um, you would know, but um, certainly it was a big night. Now that last minute scramble from Rewalt and the goal out of the goal square. Kicked it off the ground in the goal square. Yes. You were right there, Joey. I was there. You were right there. I was. (laughs) Go, have a look at YouTube, the highlights there. Can you take (laughs) us through, can you just take us through that last minute goal because you had uh, quite a view. Well, they do. They do call it the hand of God, Jay-Z. <laughs> if you do watch the re- re- replay of that kick, the ball goes in from top of the 50, yes. top of the goal square. I yep. was getting tagged by Liam Picken that yep. night. It was my, all over My you. God, Liam yeah. Picken was yeah. a pain in the ass. <laughs> he was unbelievable as a tagger. Hello, Liam. Hello, Liam. I, do, I had some great battles with Liam Picken, so I was getting tagged. So yes. I, I tried to work front and square, and yep. uh, as I was getting the contest, I sort of stumbled and tripped over, and I just got enough of a hand mm. to tap it out. Mm into the goal square yes. for Rui to get all the glory. Typical <laughs> yeah. Rui. He gets the glory with the kick off the ground. But that little hand, if that didn't happen, yes. who knows? It might have been a different story, yes. but uh, it, it was a cracking game. I think no. there's even footage of that little Jack Higgins was in the crowd that night. Oh, That's yes. the one where he's at the front row yes. as a Saint supporter yeah. watching that game. Uh, it was it was a great game, but so we start uh, calling him Maradona now. Yeah, not? that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So it was a little handy. Actually, speaking of Liam Picken, have yes. I, I remember something about. Did you write an article about Liam Picken? Mm. Maybe a few years later, when he became a bit more of a forward, and he was. Yes. Remember that, that that grand final, that final series of Liam Picken twenty sixteen. I gave he him was a Smith Medal vote. He was amazing. He's, yes, he's, and then he started the twenty. 20- 17 season? Yes, out of contract. Red hot form. Yes. And you wrote an article about him saying that he was one of the hottest players in the competition. Yes. Did you give him a bit of a con? Did you oh. do you reckon that article maybe helped him get a contract or a contract or a pay rise? Sam, you know how you think back of some of your games, like I played that Influential. one pretty well. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, some of my articles. Also, you know, sometimes you feel like you hit them out of the middle. And that one I reckon uh, was okay because I wrote I wrote a story about how Liam Picken was the AFL's biggest cut price superstar because at the time he was sort of on, well, not peanuts, but I think he was only on about $400,000 a year. Then he came in and had this phenomenal final series. Yeah. He was a team, really disciplined, you know, a heart and soul type player, an important player at the footy club, and then turned it on in the grand final. So on the back of that, I wrote this story about why has this man on, you know, so little coin. And then um, 
they got the deal done, and I think he had added about a hundred grand on top of the value because right. someone from the G, from GW uh, from the Western Bulldogs afterwards said, "You little bastard, that cost me about a hundred k." That story. So, I, 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 you know. It really, it's Liam Pickens' career, and he deserves all the credit. But I figure he owes me at least a beer. Maybe, maybe he owes you a beer? I've never spoken to him about it, but I'm surprised <laughs> he didn't send me a little text message and say, Clarkie, thanks for the, the wrap-up, because it was quite a nice story. So that one does stick out. And, yeah, I think I think it cost the Bulldogs about an extra 100K in the Salo Cup. Ah. It was a, a, the biggest cup price superstar. It was a nice line, Joey. Yeah, I liked it. Good one. It's the height of self-indulgence yeah, I, here, I know, no, you're very proud of that article, so you should be. Hey, just quickly before we wrap up. Yes. What will be the biggest story you think that come out of this weekend? Let's forget Park last night's game from the weekend. For me, yes. I think it'll be the Bombers going two and zip. Really? I think the Bombers being two and zip, sitting maybe on top of the ladder after yep. round two. That might be, for me, yep. the big talking point Monday. Yeah, I think um, the Gorn, obviously, uh, injury will absolutely dominate the headlines. Um, if St Kilda can if, – if Ross Lyon can work a miracle – and really pop the Bulldogs balloon. Oh, could Ross's head get any bigger if they go two and zip? But then are we going to start talking about the Bulldogs? So they've, oh, they've, the ex- Bulldogs, they've yeah. extended the beverage contract. Like, I think it's just a huge – mm. the stakes are unbelievably high for the Bulldogs tonight. And if they go 0-2 and two after the sum they've had uh, – because there's no excuses for this football club, right? No, no excuses. Yeah. Nope. So I think it's a, I think all eyes on tonight, Joey. Fascinating. Can't mm. wait for that. Hey, if you have a question for us, hit us up on Instagram at footytalk underscore pod or on TikTok at footytalkpod. Of course, tomorrow too, there's some big, big games as well. We'll be back for Footy Talk tomorrow. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. Until then, enjoy your weekend. Listener.